Tina Spangler with TLC Burles and welcome to my podcast. This is number uh, 63 Q&A for my group, for my TLC uh, Facebook coaching group. It's October 26, 2021. Um, I'd like to give a few updates before we get into this uh, Q&A and topic, which is going to be chapter six of the book club part of the champion. I hope everybody's staying caught up with me. I know everyone has busy schedules. Like I mentioned before, I read this book back in June, but I'm going back through it with you because I think it's a really important thing to consider, um, you know, in your journey. So I think it's fun to kind of go through this book together and everyone's going to take it their own direction. But updates as far as the group goes, um, we have a few members. So welcome new members, Mel, D, Emma, and Lisa, all from Florida. And um, I would like to let you know that there is a search box or a magnifying glass at the top of the group. And in there, you can type in anything like uh, D pattern or first barrel issues or mental game. And every topic for the last year and two or three months will pop up for you and you can look at it. You can also go to the uh, TLC Barrels website members only page from the menu and type in the username and password and everything is uh, organized there for you by topic. So, and if you have trouble finding a video, whether it's on cult starting, groundwork, foundation, basics, dry work, drills, pattern, um, drills to do for issue or or how to add speed mental game it's all there including all 63 q a's as well as all the skill and mindset challenges too if you have trouble finding anything let me know and i'll happily um send it to you or tag you in it as well so i just wanted to give that update and finally um anybody who has a video that they send me who does not want it shared in the group, that's no problem whatsoever. I know some people are more private. Just tell me when you send it, do not share in the group. And no questions asked, it's no problem. So when I do share them in the group, it's not uh, for any other reason other than to cheer you on, support you, or for other members to learn from your growth and your changes in your writing from beginning to end as well. So don't be afraid if your run wasn't perfect to share it with the group because um, everybody learns from everybody. And then we can also cheer for you when you work past that stage and you will. So anyhow, but it's either way. Um, If you're private and you don't want it shared, no problem. If you like to just be low key in the group and just watch things and read things, that's fine too. You know, not everybody has to be really outspoken. Whatever way you like to do it, you can do it. So um, I'm going to go ahead and mention the uh, personal best list for October. Um, I think there's 13 names on it right now. If you had a personal best, please send it to me and we'll go ahead and put you in the drawing for October for prizes. And then I posted some videos in the group this past week. Um, One on how to relax a horse in the alleyway after you make a run and how valuable your cool down is with a barrel horse. Another was on in and outs um, and counter arcing for horses that shoulder barrels or hip barrels. Also one for horses that might swing their hips going into third barrel and not stay square. 
Um, so there's a few videos in there, so take a look at those. I also shared a story for a member's highlight for Lisa Tellinson out of Okeechobee, Florida. Uh, Lisa has uh, been a cancer survivor. She's been dealing with, I think, six years now. So it's a very inspiring story. So you should read that as well. In the past week, all these things have been put in the group. So hopefully you've seen them. I don't know if any of you watched the uh, Ocala World Equestrian Center, but we had our first huge barrel race here in Florida there. And that is a, um, I mean, that place is gorgeous. I mean, a horse horse person's haven. Um, it was a standard pattern. And in the futurity on just four-year-olds, they had three running 16s on a standard pattern. In the open of the first go-around, I think it was, there was four running 16s on a standard pattern. So that tells you how tough Florida and Georgia uh, competition is. We have some of the best horses and riders in the country. So that was really exciting to watch. Um, they had it televised on uh, 321 uh, video reviews. And... Um, I'd like to do some shout outs now. Uh, Amy and Eli uh, won some 2D money. Katniss won some 3D money for her in Florida, so congratulations. Bryce and Frosty are working really hard on uh, having consistent cues with speed on the pattern and alleyway uh, nerves and respect control, so that's awesome. Let's see, I did quite a few videos. I think I did about 20 videos so far and I have a few more to do. A lot of you are at World right now in Perry, Georgia for MBHA Open and Senior World. So good luck and keep keep um, reviewing your runs with me. Look at your pictures. Small changes will make huge improvements. Um, Angela already shaved six tenths off of her time from the sweepstakes to go round one to the first go. Um, Kaylee had a beautiful run. Um, Rachel had two beautiful runs. Samantha, you're getting your trust back with your horse and, and your second round looked much smoother. Um, let's see, uh, Michaela and China went to another speed show for their first time. Sherry and Fancy are starting to put things together. Second and third were beautiful for you in Douglas, Georgia. Um, Lisa and Gunner came to my clinic here in Keystone in October. And um, they've been running 2D, 3D times after the clinic. They had their first first 1D run at a pretty big barrel race in Florida at Forest Arena. Um, Martine and Pistol have been running really nice 2D and 3D runs um, with more time to shave. A new team, they're bonding, still figuring each other out. Let's see here. Uh, Morgan and Faith. Um, you're uh, got a new horse and you're starting to put things together with your horse. Um, just trying to... Make sure I don't miss anybody. Um, some of you haven't sent your videos in yet. Tina sent her videos in out of um, Alabama with Reno and Elsa. I just did your videos and offered you some tips. Uh, Madeline and Cinch, congratulations on going to your very first jackpot and you were just out of the 4D money here in Florida. So um, congratulations to you. So anyways, um, I'm gonna go ahead and discuss um, the Q&A first and answer some questions. Um, a couple of people called me this past week really upset about how other people have been treating them. And let me tell you what, you can go from hero to zero really fast with people. So what I would recommend is don't let it bother you. Life's too short to focus on negative energy. Worry about the people that 
you can uh, influence and support and happy and are happy for you. And, um, you know, people are hard to understand their emotions and stuff. It's, you know, just try to do things for the greater good, for helping others and be happy for other people, whatever path they choose uh, with or without you. Um, I have learned over time with hindsight being 2020 that, um, you know, if you leave it on a good note, sometimes those people venture back in your life down the road as a client or a friend. Um, sometimes you need space to sort things out and we can't get our feelings hurt. Um, sometimes just saying sorry and communicating can fix problems as well. You know, it's a two-way street though. If only one person says sorry and the other person doesn't, you know, it's not gonna repair itself either. So, but for those people, I definitely would just recommend you stay focused on the positive and, and don't let the negativity of someone upset you. Life's too short on the <clears throat> scale of all the good and bad things happening right now in the world. Um, you can't control what other people do. You can only control what you do. So just do it for the the, be- the greater good and then you can sleep well with your head on the pillow. I mean, we all say things or do things in a moment maybe didn't come out right. Um, but if we say sorry for it, move on. And hopefully the other person and you can both be bigger people. But hey, it happens. So again, I just wouldn't dwell on it. I would move on. And I truly hate all that drama and negativity people put out there, whether it's in public or private. So just try to focus on the positive. Again, would be my main advice. Excuse me, I had to get a drink of water. (coughs) Next question was, someone asked me if I use essential oils on horses. Um, Absolutely, I do. Um, For me, especially for me and my uh, my horses and my dogs. Um, I'll, I'll share with you quickly my top 11 that I used. Um, I started about six, seven years ago, maybe. Maybe it was six years ago. I don't remember. Um, uh, My holistic practitioners that I've learned from with my horses um, used Young Living first, but then went to doTERRA. And um, they trained me in doTERRA. And I also uh, studied doTERRA, so I know the qualities there. So that's what I personally use for all my animals. I would suggest because essential oils are super strong that you only buy quality essential oils because you don't want anything adulterated with anything that wouldn't be healthy because it's absorbed through the skin and the nose inhaling it. Um, so use a good quality. Um, if Again, you can do it through smell or topical. Um, even some of them people, you know, are having a pill form and ingest. So again, you have to know oils, um, which thankfully I was trained for a good solid year. Um, through going through courses and such with my mentors. Um, So I'll just quickly share my favorites. If you want to know more, just reach out to me and I can order for you through my um, account with doTERRA or I can even tell you how to make up your own mixtures and such. But I keep them in the house, in the horse trailer, in the tack room. (laughs) They're everywhere. I have a ton of oils. I love them. So number one, I use Deep Blue. Um, I use it almost daily for sore spots on me. I also make a spray and put it on my horses, big muscles and joints after a hard workout. Um, After they get their bath, I just shake it real good before each use because you mix it with water and a little bit of coconut oil. And then usually... 
uh, depending on the size of the bottle, you know, 20 drops um, for my sprayer is usually enough. Um, and I think my sprayers, I want to say 16 ounces maybe. I don't know. I'd have to look. Um, the second one is Digest Zen, which is good for anything belly aches and also kind of an anti-parasite. So I make, if I hear the dog's bellies growling and they're acting like they want to throw up or anything, I immediately put a drop of Digest Zen between their shoulder blades. And in like 30 minutes, I'll hear their tummy settle down. It's good for you know both diarrhea or con you know constipation so sorry for the bad thing to talk about or gas bubbles um, I've used it on horses belly buttons um, it tastes like black licorice so I don't usually put it in their mouth they don't like it but I'll put it on their belly button and it can settle a gas colic as well um, and it also works again for anti-parasites so um, lavender is my third choice um, I don't go anywhere without lavender I use it for calming I use it for bug bites ant bites bee or wasp anything stings you um, allergies I love lavender I use it on the horses me all the time if I see the horses have a bite on them I put lavender on it and the swelling goes away right away same with me or the dogs if they get something on their feet lavender a personal favorite of mine is Balance. It's a grounding blend. I love it. I use it all the time. Um, it's calming for me and it smells very earthy and relaxing. And when I wear it around horses, I feel like it, they smell it and they are calm too. Uh, another one I use is In Tune. It's a focus blend. Um, again, you can put these on your chest, your wrists, the back of your neck. Um, I'll put it on the base of a horse's ears or underneath their uh, chest. Um, or even jawline um, balance and in tune one's grounding one helps with focus in tune is a focus blend so all those are great for pre-competition for calming and focus um, frankincense is a wonderful one that's my sixth favorite I use frankincense for everything um, it has anti-inflammatory purposes it also gets through the blood brain barrier frankincense is awesome it's an expensive oil but it's an amazing oil um, my seventh and eighth, I kind of combine them because I put, mix them in a sprayer. That's Terra Shield, which is a pest repellent, and Centronella, which we all know that's good for mosquitoes. So I make a sprayer bottle with 20 drops of each and some water and coconut oil, and I shake it before use. It smells amazing, but it also works really good. Does it last as long as chemical sprayers? No, but it smells better and doesn't have the... Uh, the side effects that your chemical flies sprays have so I like it I like it a lot for both um, mosquito and, and flies so it works really good and that's Terra Shield and Centronella um, my ninth one is one I use daily for myself because I suffer from allergy induced asthma and that is breathe and it's great for respiratory you can even put it on the horse's lung point before competition to help open up their airways or even let them smell it around their nose or even put a little near a nostril as well because it is um, uh, but I would do all of that diluted with coconut oil uh, oils um, going on straight can be a bit stingy on the skin so you always want to dilute them with coconut oil and um, usually you know if I put it in my palm of my hand I'll put like a teaspoon of coconut or a tablespoon of coconut oil in my hand with a drop or two of the essential oil or you can even mix it up in a, um, a sprayer or a dropper bottle too. So On Guard is awesome for immune system especially right now with all the virus worry 
Uh, that's my top 10. And number 11 I'll finish with is tea tree, which is, um, tea tree is great for anything viral, bacterial. I'll put it on just about any skin issue. Um, that stuff I, and again, that's a more of a hot oil. So I definitely would use coconut oil for that one All right, so my next question was about scoring a horse um, It is really important especially if you have a horse that gets nervous or can be disrespectful Some of them do better if you score before your barrel run um, Some of them need to be hauled just to do an slow exhibition and gait and learn that they can go to a barrel race and not be high adrenaline in the alleyway but walk in and out very slow and maybe on each drag you go in and sit quietly or do a small figure eight near the mouth of the arena um and then after your run it's important to go back in the alleyway when they go to drag and wait till your horse licks chews exhales or cocks a hind leg and then when they do step off loosen their cinch pet them maybe even give them a treat um all of those things are really beneficial to teach a horse that the alleyway is not just a high place of adrenaline, the launch pad. It can also be a place to relax and um, get praise and reward and rest and to, to just chill. Um, so the next question is on page 163, which is convenient uh, because that is of chapter 6 in the book we're reading right now. She asks, what does it mean when she says that she should have contact on the bit? Um, well, just remember barrel racers and ropers cues are slightly different. We work more from a direct rein. They work more from a neck rein, but ropers, um, they have different hand cues than us, but it's still very similar in the sense that we have a go cue, a rate cue and a turn cue. But again, um, we just don't hold them as much as maybe a roper might because a roper, um, in the rope box we'll have two or three hand positions for a horse to uh, relax in the box be ready to run in the box and then to go when they want to go um, then they will have a hand cue to catch up to the cow and then a hand cue to stay steady where they're at as they're swinging the rope to catch the cow and then a hand cue to turn off when they're ready to dally and, and tie off so so absolutely, uh, and calf ropers too, um, whether it be team roping or calf roping, they all have different cues. And, um, and some calf horses have to have contact. So what that meant is um, where we run barrel racing, you usually have loose rein between the barrels and you'll have contact when you sit for your rate and then go to the horn and then you might give it back and have loose rein again in the turn. Um, but a roper will often have contact when they're trying to make sure the, the horse is where they want them next to the calf at, before they throw their rope. And their hand needs to stay steady because if you move your hand or your hand's not exactly where it should be, it can miscue a horse and you'll miss your uh, loop and not catch. So that's really important. Um, the next question was about having fluid in a horse's legs um, or joints. Um, that is something you don't want to ignore. If a horse's back legs are stocking up, it could be something going on something serious like cellulitis a small scratch can get infected and cause cellulitis um, others just need a little bit more like exercise lunging can take the fluidity out but if you do see any kind of lameness uh, along with fluid in a joint or in a leg you should certainly seek your vet um, because if pain and heat are um, an issue and inflammation is ha causing in there um, 
you need to see your vet and get that treated for sure because you just don't know how serious it could be so anyways that's all the questions i have um for this week other than i did want to mention on um nutrition when you're talking about hotter horses you really need to look at their diet and um decide you know some horses do better on just a, a grass hay diet some do better on like o and a or alfalfa um, some do better with no feed or low feed or high fat low starch instead of sweet feed um, me i like to keep my horse's diet as clean as possible and um I may only do one cup of feed in the morning just to give them their supplements and I use dynamite I have for I don't know 15 years now um, it, it saved Rocky's life I swear by dynamite um, it helped him with his dismature in life when he was born sick and only had a 50% chance to live his mommy wasn't with me while she was pregnant but when we got her back in the hospital with him i put her put both of them on the dynamite foundation and i feel like it really just helps horses knock on wood knock knock i don't have any um colics and things like that because i feel like my horses are fed really healthily healthy they get o and a and only one cup of feed just to give them their supplements and their supplements is a very awesome one ounce of chelated amino acids vitamin minerals um, and that takes care of all their needs um, it's called dynamite and i use dynamite plus right now because all my horses are on low activity um, now either retired or just starting out but not competing hard so i use dynamite plus instead of dynamite but it's still the amino acids and the vitamin minerals just a few extra things for um, calming in there um, there's tnt as well if you wanted an all-in-one with the joint supplement too um, but i also use dynaspark which is a really awesome electrolyte i love dynapro because it's probiotics and then of course i have my clay water that I'll use one week out of every month as well for a ulcer preventative and that's Miracle Clay. So those are my main four supplements that I'll alternate with and it literally takes two cc's of the prebiotic to keep the doctor away and then the amino acid um, vitamin mineral is awesome one ounce a day keeps the doctor away and then my Dynaspark is more based on what's going on if it's weather changes or hot and sweaty or you know if I have to give a medicine or whatever I use that as needed because it's a organic black strap molasses electrolyte so anyhow I'm going to go ahead and get right into chapter six now chapter six um, it's called the definition of insanity this is a really sad chapter so again I want everyone to buy the book on Amazon either Kindle or paperback um uh, and it's really great but you know she has already quit like um, you know for two years I mean she she gets really frustrated she quits again and all this is going on um, in 2011 her son wants to ride bulls so she kind of heard when she went and took him to this rope and or bull riding school she wanted to make sure that he was gonna be safe you know riding bulls in high school um, I think it was high school but anyway so one of the uh, teachers there said does anybody know the definition of insanity and I've heard this saying many many times and I've always laughed because it's so true the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting new results or a different outcome so um, a lot of times that's what people do so at that time she took an action to write herself a three-year contract and she even signed it 
thank God she did because this chapter is a really sad chapter and you'll have to read it to know, but she loses her mother, her brother, and her horse. It was a really tough chapter. So, but she wanted to that win that world title and it signing that three-year contract really kept her focused on moving forward instead of, I mean, anybody with any one of those things happening could have curled up in a ball and just gave up for a while, but she gave herself that contract and she just kept pushing forward even with all of that happening and knowing that she has these mental health issues as well. So I think it's really impressive um, that she did all that. So anyways, um, you know, I, I look back, um, I look back sometimes, um, I think everybody has their own time frame that they have to heal. Um, I don't think you can push that on people. I don't think you can say, hey, look, you need to be ready to go now. I think people have to have their own moment that they're like, you know what, I'm ready. Um, you can't make someone do something. They have to be ready. I look back sometimes and I think, you know, when my horses were peaking, I had three horses really peaking at one time. And I went to super shows and some pro rodeos and, and all that, but I didn't push myself as hard as I could. And I think it was because I was trying to be a good wife. I was trying to be a good mom. And I was trying to run my business, my training horse business too. But I look back now and I realize that that time is, it leaves you. You don't always have sound horses. You don't always have winning streaks um, because age and lameness and other things, um, you know, finances, whatever can change that for you. So I think if you do feel like you're in that streak where everything's coming together, you have to take advantage of it um, because there is a time and a chapter in your book of life for everything. Um, and I think it's important to have a big goal that you chase, you know? Um, so anyways, um, when did things improve for you? And you have to kind of look at that. She's the question she asked. Um, for me, um, I used to get really, really mad at myself. Um, if let's say, if, you know, if there, I went a while without doing really great, it would take me getting mad at myself or whatever for me to fix that mistake or to step up and start clocking again. And I think everybody has their own way of finally just saying, you know what, I'm tired of being in the 3D and they push themselves um, or whatever. Or, you know what, I'm not gonna hit any more barrels. I'm sick of hitting barrels. And you have to kind of almost get mad and own your spots and be like, I'm getting here, I'm hustling, blah, blah, blah. You almost have to get fed up with yourself and really go for it. Um, at least that's how it would work for me. So um, she talks about having a new strategy, having a positive attitude, asking questions, and getting out of her comfort zone. Um, her brother was a vet and sadly committed suicide, and that's just really heartbreaking. I do remember going to work one day when I had a job in Colorado before I started TLC, and I remember talking to one of the guys I was in outside sales for um, selling vinyl decals that went on ambulances and fire trucks and police cars and stuff like that, construction vehicles. Well, he was a printer and I went by and said, hey, and we chatted a few minutes and he seemed in a great mood. And then I come into work the next day and he had committed suicide. And I always kicked myself for not asking more questions or asking him to lunch or dinner or just 
being a better friend, but I think that people hide those things. And she talks about wearing a mask and um, that people are scared to take them off. Maybe they're afraid of being judged or being vulnerable. And it really does take courage to ask for help and to re- remove your mask. So if anybody out there is struggling, know that someone will help you. Just reach out to them. Um, because we can't help you if we don't know. You know, if I would have even thought he was having that bad of a day, I would have done more for him. But he seemed fine that day. And it was quite shocking to hear that the next day. And then you live with all this guilt that, you know, could I have done more? What? How did I not know? So anyways. Um, so anyhow, we go on to, um, you know, focusing on... on taking that courage of moving forward and um, and just focusing on one run at a time, winning one dollar at a time to, to get to that big goal that you have. And sometimes it's really hard. Um, people will say things to you and that's happened to me. It's happened to a couple of you in our group where someone will say a negative comment or they'll poo-poo on your dream. So um, let it fire you up want more and um and want want it more ignore them you know for sure don't give them the time or day they don't know you or your dream you know i love the one in tennessee uh, a guy told her her horse wouldn't be any better than just a game horse uh and she went to the mbha state finals and clocked in the 1d so (laughs) so that's a perfect example of don't listen to other people Um, Have big and bold goals, um, but realize that when you have those goals, you are going to be tested and life is going to happen and it's not going to be all rainbows and unicorns. You have to ride with heart and riding with heart means um, if you want it bad, you've got to be giving it your best inside the arena, outside of the arena and putting your horse first and working hard going for it so she talks about meeting this special horse chester and how bad she wants him but she can't have him because you know he's not available to her but this horse is something she really wants it's larry's horse and she's in partnership with trevor brazil with this horse well anyhow she starts to set herself up because larry says it's not the right horse for her she needs to work on her roping now mind you um You know, this girl has gone through, this woman has gone through a lot. She even placed third at a rodeo after her mother's funeral. And Larry is such a tough coach. He says, you're you're not ready. You're not working hard enough. And, you know, who works hard after a parent's funeral? But but anyways, so this horse she wants kind of gets back on the back burner. And this motivates her to set herself a a six-step program you know to strategize and those of you read the book know that she wrote the contract for herself and she's going to focus on positivity she's asking for help getting out of her comfort zone Um, but she's also changing her words to not just try but I will I do I can um, to more positive words and then also you know, her three-step to a performance change, which is awareness, strategy, and taking action. All of these things will soon come into a very important place for her after what she goes through. Um, She goes to Larry's clinic, um, and she, you know, being a world champion, um, she goes in there with, you know, the goal 
Larry being their world champion and Donnie wanting to be one. She goes in there with five strategies to let go of her old ways, to do everything that she says to do, to trust her. She wants to rope just like her and she wants to win the world after one clinic. The first three were definitely non-negotiable, but the other two would take a whole lot more time. Um, she did get most improved in the in the clinic, even though she was angry with herself and felt like she roped really bad. But Larry gave it to her because she saw the commitment that she made in that clinic. And I see that in my clinics all the time. People are frustrated because they're tra- they have to change how they currently do things, but they're really trying hard to listen to me and implement the new stuff. And while it's frustrating and overnight, they don't see the results they want, but in time they will. And that's the key. That's the part about letting go of old ways and trusting your mentor and, um, and just doing what they recommend. So, and that's our hard things to do, but if you want to change the change of, you know, the definition of crazy, right? It's doing the same thing and expecting different results. So, you know, you can't get the different results if you don't change. Um, so anyhow, so like I mentioned, her mother's passed away and, um, her, before her mom passed away, she tells her she has regrets, and that makes Larry really feel, I mean, that makes Donnie really feel like she doesn't want to go to her grave with regrets. She wants to go in there saying, you know, she let it all hang out, she chased all her dreams, and what a ride, you know? And not to sweat the small stuff, which I think people do, and that goes back to one of the questions in Q&A. Don't sweat that small stuff. Focus on your big goal and having no regrets and living your life full, a life that you would be proud of spiritually in front of God and that you helped others and all of that and chased your passion, your purpose, and your goals. Um, It reminds me of a rider once that came to me. um, When she came to me, her horses that she had were just trail quality horses they weren't really jackpot type horses but then she finds herself a prospect that it's a phenomenal horse I get to train him and right away you can tell this is going to be a 1d horse this horse she goes on and fills her WPRA permit with but she's not a good rider she doesn't ride well she still to this day makes mistakes and runs 3d and 4d on her other horses I've even watched her be hauled off in it air a helicopter for flight for life to the hospital i've watched her be drug around the arena three times um but i that makes me think about talent or heart um that lady definitely has heart um and where she lacks in talent she makes up in grit um she never gives up she rides every day she goes every weekend um and like i said she just doesn't give up And um, now mind you, would I recommend doing it her way? No, because it's very dangerous. I I do think you need to work on your horsemanship before you go fast. To go out there and not have good horsemanship is not fair to the horse, one. And number two, it's very dangerous for yourself. But but, uh, I love the fact that this book talks about three things I talk about in my group all the time. And um, if I had the choice of heart, or talent, I would certainly choose heart because talent with no heart is not going to get anywhere. If you have heart, you can try to make yourself have talent. You can work hard at it to get talent. Um, but three things I talk about in my group all the time is being physically ready to do your job. Both you and your horse need to ride daily to be ready. 
being mentally ready, do the mental skills to have that positive attitude and know how to get in a meditation and breathing to go out there and execute a good run by being focused on your job and not on nerves or anything out out of your control or the outcome. And, And thirdly, and probably one of the most important is your spiritual relationship. For me, I pray every day about everything, about all that I do. Um, I talk to God about everything I want to be, everything I want to do, but I also give thanks for where I am. And I truly believe to be your best, you have to have all three of those things, the physical, the mental, and the spiritual. Um, I give thanks daily for all that I have now, but I also work hard every day. Not necessarily so hard my my body and my brain gets worn out, but I work smart. I do a little bit every day to reach my goals, whatever that is with my business or my personal. And, um, And I think that's important that everyone does. And as you see, as the chapter goes on, she loses her beautiful horse, Todd, to colic. And, um, after a $12,000 surgery, which is really sad. Um, and she really is upset and she calls her sponsor for her mental, I mean, for her, uh, the, where she goes to, for her, uh, therapy, for her, you know, uh, issues that she's dealing with. Um, sorry, I was having trouble saying that, but she tries to tell her that, bad things happen in life it's not your fault it's not your karma or your luck I mean I've known amazing people that horrible things happen to so I don't believe in that I believe you know bad things happen it's just life you know um but I also loved how she wore a, she went to say goodbye to him and she wanted to say thank you to him and I have to say I cried during this because we all have that horse that we love we love our horses and it's heartbreaking to lose them um, but I love this story she shared that she had a really expensive perfume she only wore for her horse because he liked it. She didn't even wear that perfume for her own husband, but she wore it to go out and ride her horse because he liked it. So anyways, um, but it also made her realize that she was so careful not to run him too much and run his legs off or enter more because she wanted to have him for many years and make him last, um, but yet she still lost him. So she realizes that you can't control things and that you shouldn't, you know, put that off. But if your horse is doing well for you, you should run your good horse first. Um, So anyways, um, you know, she talks a lot about things that I say in the group also about where your focus goes, your energy flows. And that's so important. Life is going to change in a moment. So you have to seize the day. At this point, she's 49 years old. And she's going 49 into 50 and almost going into the second year of her contract she makes herself. Well, this first year, you know, she loses her mom to cancer, her brother suicide, and her horse. So when she goes into the second year, um, I believe it is, she also adds another thing to her six strategies. Number seven is to have that elite circle that you spend your time with. Um... It's just a really sad chapter, though, for all that she had to endure. Um, But thank God for that three-year contract because she found a way to go on, to go forward. So she still wants Chester, so she checks in with Larry. But Larry says, Chester's lame. So now Donnie needs a new horse. Larry and and Hope need a new horse. They don't have any. Lara, I'm going to say your name wrong, don't have um, a horse for finals. 
Um, but remember when bad things happen, you still have to have a positive attitude. You have to strategize how you're going to fix that problem and you still have to never give up. There's three ladies right there that all are dealing with no horse to run in the finals, but they're qualified for the finals. So, um, Donnie takes Carlos to finals. You know, Larry tells her you need to have two horses and this is why you have to have two horses because you can't always count on one horse being sound for every situation. So, um, she actually places in two rounds and she's one out of the money in the average. Larry's still very hard on her and very honest with her. And she tells her, look, Jester's, Jester is a great horse, but Chester's not going to fix your roping. And, um, I mean, that's pretty bold of her to say, being very honest with her, but it just inspires um, Donnie to try harder. But sadly, her rotator cuff is tore again her shoulder after the finals but thankfully the doctor says look no surgery because it's not going to help but do physical therapy so her physical therapist says it's better to, to rest and do the therapy and not overdo working out and roping so in this time frame she tries in other horses she goes to larry and tries a couple horses she's can't catch on chester but on the other horse she does so they say that's a better fit for her but that horse doesn't pass the PPE, the pre-purchase exam. So um, she's feeling deflated again. So begins her going home to the barn and hanging signs of positivity in her barn. So I don't know if you, any, many of you, but last beginning of January, some of you might remember, I told you to make a vision board and put up things that you wanted and positive sayings and stuff throughout my house and my barn and stuff. I have sayings that I read daily because it is important to keep yourself positive so um she buys this other horse rusty and um she makes two nine second runs on him in colorado the best she's ever done and now she's going into i think 2015 she has a brand new bloomer three horse trailer and then finally larry says she can buy chester but she's got to get with trevor brazil she goes to one of Larry's clinics. She pays $60,000 for this horse and she gets Trevor Brazil's saddle. Um, but she tells her, look, if you sit deep, drop your legs down and keep your left hand steady, you'll learn to ride him. So uh, even though she didn't rope that great on him in the clinic. So, but, but again, some things take time. Sometimes it's not a perfect fit right off the bat, but you can work at it. So like I mentioned, she's two years into this contract. So, um, this is the end of the chapter six and I've got to go out and feed horses. <laughs> the sun is up. So, um, anyways, she realizes that those small, smart choices every single day is what helps her get through the, that the chapter that she just had of her book. Uh, that was a rough year, rough two years for her. Um, but she didn't give up and also realizing that it's not a solitary sport. Barrel racing seems like it's just the horse and the rider, but it really is a team effort, you know, that elite circle that she talks about. So I'm going to go ahead and close here, but I think the things I'd like you to take away from this Q&A and chapter six is how important a positive attitude is, how important making goals and a plan are, how important working hard a little bit every day is, how you need to believe in yourself and your horse and you have to never give up on your dream. So thank you for tuning in and um, I uh, just want to say that I'm really proud of everybody in the group. 
you're all working really hard. Some of you are having personal bests and winning. Others are struggling, but you're figuring it out and you're going to, it's going to pay off for you. So don't give up. And um, I'm going to keep on with my clinics and lessons for the rest of the year. And Paul and Rocky, um, we loped the barrels for the third time. Uh, and he did really great. He's working off my energy and my body and my eyes, and my voice. I'm not having to use my hands or my legs very much. So I'm excited about that. He's really responding to my body language for his cues and he's doing a lot of it on his own. So I'm going to start hauling him to exhibition and get him used to different arenas. And, um, that's a fun goal for me. And I'm excited about that. I'm getting Briscoe legged back up. So that maybe she and I can compete once a month or so if she's sound enough and I'm sound enough. So we will see. But anyhow, I want to thank you all for tuning in. And as always, God bless you all and ride with heart.